Welcome to the REI Foundation Podcast, where we cover all the steps and strategies to make your real estate dreams a reality. Now your hosts, Jason and Peely. And welcome back to another edition of Multifamily Monday. And if you can recall back just a, a week ago, which I know seems like decades ago, right? To the last Multifamily Monday, we talked about a few ways that we focus on improving a building from just operations perspective in terms of cutting expenses and also now looking back and how to make the, the tenants feel a little more at home when they're coming to the building. So if, if you didn't miss that, check back to episode 235 and you can get some tidbits on, on some ways that we've gone in the past to improve our building and ultimately make the place a better place for tenants to live. And improve our bottom line. But this week we're talking about income and we're going to talk about a few ways that we have gone forward beyond just, of course, raising rents. And we, we all know about raising rents. Okay. You got it. We'll, we'll talk about that structure of how we do that in a future, future podcast. But today we're going to talk about other income drivers that you can use on your property to just maximize the efficiency of the building. Now, one, uh, I'll state that you want to take into account what other buildings are doing around you because if you have 500 units around you that are not charging pet fees, then it may be hard for you to implement pet fees because you may be trying to break the curve against all the competition around you. However, in our case, we had 600 units around our building that were all charging a $200, $250 non-refundable pet fee and $25 to $35 a month for pets. And here's our lonely 100 units that the prior ownership decided, you know what, we're not going to have pets, so we're not going to take in on any of that income. Well, funny enough, when we went and did our inspection, lo and behold, we found eight units with pets. So it was income that they could have been getting that they were saying they don't want and they're not going to have, but ultimately they had tenants that were bringing in pets regardless. So day one of taking that on, we implemented a $250 non-refundable pet fee and a $25 for a monthly pet fee. And this was for dogs and cats. And of course, you know, of certain breed dogs and weights, we, we want to make sure that we're not allowing certain breeds that are going to be vicious in nature. And that has really, of course, added to our income. Next, sounds simple, but so many owners, landlords do not do this. You have to implement a proper screening and application process. With that, you want to make sure that you have an application process and you're screening tenants. And this is going to make all the difference because one of the biggest costs you're going to have is turning units. So if you're going to spend all your money turning a unit and then you're going to do very poor because you're, you're so desperate to get that tenant in there and you're going to put any tenant in there and you're going to find a month, 45 days, less more that this is the wrong tenant and then spend a couple months on eviction just to find that they've damaged the, the uh, unit and now you have to go forward and now renovate this unit again. Well, I'm just tired of even talking about it. So for the right point, go in there, Make sure you're going to charge them the application fee. You're going to do a proper screening, proper background check, check in into recent employment. You want to check into other recent places they lived. Make sure that they, they were good actors there before. You want to have strict things. We, we don't want to see evictions on, on prior leases. We don't want to see felonies. We want to see a number of things on this. So that's our standpoint. We got to be careful, of course, for, for tenant laws. That said, once you screen tenants and going through the application process and do your due diligence, 
Then when you have them move in, you want to make sure you have a proper either uh, deposit or first month rent, whatever it is, and not skip on that. It, it, it becomes easy just to say this is what we do instead of just trying to make exceptions for everybody because then you have to remember what the last exception was and now you have all these different exceptions. So for us, we don't do uh, refundable uh, deposits. We do uh, move-in fees. And those move-in fees go to our bottom line for just preparing a unit. And with that, we do a surety bond on top of that. And people might say, why would you do that? Well, we do that because we charge less than someone would be putting away for a security deposit. So if their security deposit is $550, we do a $400 move-in fee and then a surety bond on, on top of that, which is generally around 75, 80 bucks. And that now covers up to one month's rent uh, damage. So we pass it on to the tenant. And if you do the math, 400 plus 475, even though it's, it's being paid out, in their mind, it's cheaper than money that is $550 that they may have to fight or have fought in the past and a lot of other rentals that they've had because maybe they've nicked a wall with a chair or something and then that landlord's trying to take away this money for, for fixing a wall. So another way we've increased to our bottom line. Uh, you can also think outside the box. We had basements and with those basements, very cheaply we were able to put in storage units. And within those storage units, now if it costs us $2,500 to put in uh, 10 storage units and if we're renting them out at $25 a month, you do the math, we have our money back pretty darn quickly and a very good return on investment for doing 25 hours a month, 10 storage units across the board, you're basically making a, a complete return on your investment over a year. So other ways to think outside of it. If you have uh, maybe difficulty in parking, lots of units, difficulty in parking, you may be able to charge for uh, reserve spots that are closer to units. Or if you're in areas that have lots of sun, adding covered parking to be able to set up for covered parking. Um, there are certain areas that will really like uh, valet or garbage valet. What that would mean is that people will come around and collect your garbage. You don't have to walk uh, a half mile to the dumpster to throw out your garbage. So think about ways that you can utilize your property that are outside of now just quote unquote increasing rents. If it's a uh, owner paid utility property, you could bill back some of the utilities to the tenants and now take that off your log. And if an owner for whatever reason didn't do that before and surrounding buildings are, think about how that can increase your bottom line. So you have to take into account what are the ways here that I can make this building better and improve it, whether it's from a mini standpoint or a function standpoint, that it doesn't always have to be about how can I jack up rent on tenants? Because although that's the first thing that comes to mind, if you think about it from a tenant perspective, well, if a new owner just takes over and ultimately comes in there and says, well, I've done nothing, but you guys are under market on rents. So we're just going to increase your rents. How would you feel? You probably wouldn't feel great. But if someone comes in there, makes the property better and you improving it by putting in an application property uh, process, if the tenant in there is, is a good tenant, they'll appreciate that because now you're bringing in better tenants and, and creating a safer environment for them to live, whether it be with their family, friends, whatever. So think about it from that perspective. Think what you can do to improve your property and will ultimately make it better for not only you, but also your tenants. All right, this is Jason with the Real Estate Investing Foundation podcast. You're here, you know where to find us. Go give us a five-star rating review if you like what you hear today. And of course, reach out and say hello. Bye now. Thanks for tuning into the REI Foundation podcast. Check back next time for more awesome tips and strategies. 
to launch your new you in real estate.